Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Well, I mentioned to stay tuned, and that's because I've got a very special guest on the line who I actually helped present an award to just a few weeks ago already. I can't believe it's been a few weeks ago, uh, Joe Salonica, but today is a special day. As much as it was then, it's also Spina Bifida Day. First of all, happy Spina Bifida Day. I know in that community it's a huge day today, isn't isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it raises awareness for the disability Spina Bifida uh, around the uh, United States, and uh, it just kind of puts a, a name to the face of um, you know what so many of us are dealing with on a daily basis. You know, I've been so focused with you about the sports and the programs at Viscardi. I never asked you about your life, like your parents, how they, you know, have helped you this whole time. And I know you've had a lot of surgeries and whatnot. I mean, delve into who Joe Salonica is off the court, because maybe some people don't know that. Okay. Well, yeah, I was born with spina bifida uh, and back in 1971. And it wasn't really well known back then, you know, when the, when I was born, my family had never really, you know, taken any of those prenatal testing um, opportunities because there was no real uh, red flags, I guess, in the in my family tree. Uh, so when I was born uh, with spina bifida, the OBGYN who had uh, given birth. Um, didn't even recognize it. He didn't know what spina bifida was. And luckily, the nurse that uh, was working in the room with him at that moment recognized it and knew of a, of a doctor who specialized in this uh, back in 71. And, and so he, she called him and said, uh, you know, you're in the hospital. Uh, if you're not, you have to get here. Uh, you have to help save this kid. And he happened to be in the hospital, and he came in and introduced himself, and, you know, he uh, closed my back, and he put a shunt in my head, and here I am, 51 years later. I was going to say, so that shunt in your head's been there since birth. I was not sure of that, because I know you've had many replacements along the the while here, haven't you? Yes. um, Yeah, the shunt is actually from hydrocephalus. Uh, uh, which is apart from spina bifida. Uh, I think probably about 80% of spina bifida patients also have a shunt. 
and I am one of the lucky ones to have the shunt. And it's basically a tube uh, inserted into the brain um, that's there forever, and it drains cerebral spinal fluid out of the ventricles in my brain, and it kind of just kind of drains it into my abdomen you know, the, to relieve the pressure in my brain. Because if the, the pressure builds up, if the fluid builds up, the pressure builds up, and I have a high risk of dying, <laughs> quite honestly. Well, and I know that, you know, as kids when we were growing up, we didn't really see that side of Joe. We saw the more athletic and more active. But in your 30 years of Biscardi alone, have you had challenges? Or I mean, you overcome them very easily, but have you had challenges that maybe we weren't aware of and that you were going through during those 30 yeah, years? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm on a pretty good run right now. You know, the last time I had a, a shunt uh, revision uh, was in 2005. So, yeah, I'm I'm on a pretty good run. But, yeah, it does happen every now and again. And um, it's something that needs to be taken care of, you know, immediately. And I have a, a great medical team. You know, I call them up and I meet them in the emergency room. We go into the OR, and a couple hours later, I'm just putting it and then you're back at Giant at MetLife Stadium. So that's how that goes. Um, yeah. Now, you, you've honestly used your platform as the, you know, the, the, the head honcho of the athletics and the ambassador program at Biscardi to now branch into the Spina Bifida Association. Tell us about that venture because you're on the board of the New York State Association, are you not? Yes, I am a board member of the New York State uh, Spina Bifida Association, and uh, we are based up in Albany. Uh, even though I, I do live on Long Island, and we affect um, the 10,000 people uh, affected with spina bifida here in New York State uh, with programs and services to help them get along, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, medical services, you know, advice, uh, trying to find a job, uh, trying to get into schooling, uh, food, shelter, clothing, learning how to drive, you know, anything that is going to help somebody, you know, thrive, you know, we're into uh, doing uh, for people with dis- uh, with spinal bifida. Now, for new parents that might be dealing with this, what's your advice to them? I mean, can they come to the association? How open is it to, to new parents and those that maybe just are nervous about approaching the situation at hand. Yeah, I mean, if if there are new families out there uh, that are faced with uh, this dilemma, um, the Spina Bifida Association of New York State is open and available for um, any kind of advice and service and program that they might need, you know, that... Uh, help them along the, uh, along the way. And and what about adults who, I, I don't know, does this come on at all in the latter stages of life or is this sort of a, an infancy type of situation, you know? Uh, Spina bifida, bifida is definitely congenital. Um, you're born with it. Uh, it happens right away. I think it, you know, the research says that it occurs within the first 28 days of pregnancy. 
Well, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, how many kids at Viscardi have it that we know of? I mean, and how many have graduated with it? Oh, I mean, I, Alex, I've been there 30 years, so <laughs> a lot. Currently, we probably have like five or six kids at school with it. Um, but over the years, over 30 years, yeah, quite a lot. Uh, I couldn't even put an uh, attempt to put a number on that. And and do the kids know? I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Is there sort of like this not fraternity, but is there? Do they know that you have it? I know they're very young, but do, do, yeah. do they know? Yeah. Yes, I'm I'm very open about my disability, uh, especially at uh, the Henry Viscardi School. If I know my experience can help a young child or even a, a young family, um, I will talk about it, you know, as much as I need to. And now, you know, I, I know this sounds separate, but I will say, I guess it's also connected, but I got to say, the coolest thing that you've done with the shunt and everything is you skydived. I mean, tell people about that a little bit. I, I and, love and, that. And scuba dive. I've, I've, you know, I'm in, you know, skydiving. I'm in, you know, 13,500 feet, you know, above above ground. And um, it was just something that wasn't even a bucket list kind of thing. It was just kind of presented to me. And I said, oh, you know, why not? Why not? You know? But I had to ask my neurosurgeon if it was okay, you know, because I don't want to be doing something that is ultimately going to, you know, hurt me and cause me harm. Um, so I asked him, and he said, yeah, it was it was actually okay. And I did it, and I loved it. You know, it was one of those things that you don't think you're going to do. You know, it, it did turn into a quick bucket list thing that, you know, I quickly checked off. <laughs> you know, that is and, so awesome. And the same thing with scuba diving. You know, you're in, you know, 20, 30 feet of water, you know, underneath, you know, sea level. I did ask my neurosurgeon. And uh, for scuba diving, he did tell me that I shouldn't go below 100 feet because that would cause a definite problem. But as I learned how to scuba dive and as, you know, I gained experience, I realized that, you know, when you're in 20 or 30 feet of water, that's where all the cool, pretty stuff is. You know, the deeper you go, the colder the water, the darker the water, and the uglier the fish. So in 20 feet of water, you know, the sun is still there, the water is warm, it's bright, and the fish are pretty. So, you know... Having a shunt didn't even really matter um, because I'm, I'm in 20, 30 feet of water, and that's where all the good stuff is anyway. You know, and that's very cool. So what was the deepest you've gone? Now i got to ask you. I mean, did you go 40, 50? I mean, <laughs> the, what was the deepest? The, the deepest I've gone, and it was totally by accident, was 92 feet. <laughs> it was 92 feet. Um, I, was, I was with some... Some of my dive buddies, and we were going through some caves underwater in the Bahamas. And, yeah, I, I got to about 92 feet, and I quickly turned around and went back up. Uh, I never did this that again. I, I don't want to tempt fate too much, uh, but I do stay in about 30 feet of water. Now, you don't bring a tape measure down there with you, right? So how do you measure it? No, well, I have gauges. I have electronic gauges that I wear um, almost like a watch. 
uh, that that tells how deep you're going. You have gauges that tell how how much air is left in your tanks. You know, so it's all you know pretty much electronic. I've got to ask about the back because I feel like there's you know a lot of people with back issues out there and they see you and you're overcome that part. I, I mean, do you still get back things? What What's your best well, advice no, for mean, handling I, the spinal? Fortunately, I don't I, I don't experience any pain. Uh, I am, you know, I did find wheelchair athletics young as a kid. I am 51, so I found wheelchair athletics when I was, like, 18. So that helps you stay in shape, um, you know, kind of keep the weight down a little bit, uh, get the, you know, grow the muscles a little bit. Um so fortunately, I don't have a lot of pain. I don't have any pain. Uh, some of us do experience some pain along the way. Um, I just, I guess, we're, I'm one of the lucky ones um, that don't have it. I'm going to throw you a curveball. I know you like baseball, but I'm going to throw you a curveball because I've never asked you this. But dating in the spina bifida community, with you know. Do you find people are nervous to date? I mean, what what's that life like? I've never I've, asked about I've that, had, but I'm curious. I've had some some good experiences. I've had some bad. I mean, it is what it is. You know, you 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 put yourself out there. You got to put yourself out there. You got to be open and honest about your disability. Um, it's something that you can't change. It's something that's not going to get better. Um, so if you're pursuing a relationship. Um, honesty is the best policy and let that person decide you know what they can handle some can handle a lot some can handle a little and it's it's better to be open and not waste anybody's time right open you know open and honest if you can't handle it Okay, then you go your way, I'll go my way. I love how you make that sound so simple, Joe. That's uh, very interesting and, and, and just, <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, you know, I know that I, I believe the Islanders and Biscardi and the association are partnering up for an event. Is that happening in December that I saw on Instagram? Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. The Islanders um, invited the Biscardi Center um, as a charity of the game, on um, December 2nd, they're playing the Nashville Predators. Uh, you can go to viscardicenter.org um, for ticket information. Um, but it, I believe it's a Friday night um, game at UBS. Uh, and proceeds go towards programs at the Viscardi Center. And I think we yeah. are... We are uh, we get a piece of the fifty fifty raffle that they hold that the islanders hold every night. Um, they give a piece of that to a charity, and that particular night we'll we'll get a piece of that. I love that I can talk to you about both because sometimes people are like, well, I'm going to wear this hat and not talk about the other hat. But I love that I can just talk to you about both because you well, you're so involved with both, and I wonder sometimes. I don't know. If, I don't think you mix the two. However. Are they connected in some way, and have you sort of made that connection and that bridge? Say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, between the association and Viscardi, have you sort of bridged a connection there? Or is there oh, is there oh, any connection between the Spina Bifida Association? Yes. Um, 
I've been, you know, with the association based up in Albany and me living in Long Island and having access to the Henry Viscardi School, we were able to kind of connect the association with the Viscardi students that have spina bifida and hydrocephalus and and their parents um, to further educate them and give them services and and things that they might need along the way um, that they didn't otherwise know was available because the association is up in Albany. So I, with me joining, I kind of pushed the envelope a little, a little bit and kind of expanded. You pushing the envelope? Never. You never do that. You, you never I push expanded. the envelope. I was able to help expand the reach of the Spina Bifida Association. So instead of just staying up there, they're now down here, you know, the five boroughs, Long Island, Westchester. You know, they have now access and open access to uh, those of us that have Spina Bifida down here. All right, you know, I got to say, because obviously you're always cheerful, you're always upbeat, and we're in a time now where it's getting dark earlier, the fall's almost here, like, for those who need encouragement right now, what's your message? When when you get down, what's your message to, you know, how do you build up from that sort of downness, if you will? Not that you ever do, but I feel like, because you're always upbeat, dude. How do, how do you get back up? Well, I, I definitely keep my head up. Um, there's, you know, tomorrow is always a better day. Um, whatever challenges anybody might face, you got to face them head on. You can't hide from them. You can't run from them. You got to deal with them. Right, and once you deal with them, you're able to move on, you know, onward and upward. Um, you know, kind of running away from it, it doesn't help anybody. Um, you know, especially people with disabilities, things that don't go away, things that could get worse. If you don't take care of it, you, you gotta, you know, take the bull by the horns and, and run with it a little bit. You know, do your we best. And, and to know that there are people and organizations out there that are built to help. We are definitely in the preventive care field, I mean, you and I, because we have to be that. We have to prevent uh, ourselves from our body just getting, you know, whatever. Right. we got to last you know, longer, right? We're behind the eight ball a little bit already, so we need to prevent, you're absolutely right, more things going wrong, <laughs> you know? And, exactly. you know, exercise, fitness, exercise, eating well, you know, those are things that I find help, I found help me. And I'm able to impart that in, in my students uh, at Viscardi and those that are from the association, um, you know, and just kind of, you know, if, if Coach Joe can do it, I could do it. You know, that's like you know, a little bit of a uh, a theme or a mantra. Coach Joe can do it, I, I can do it. I love that. All right, well, because, you know, I'm learning as Engineering Invite Health Radio at noon any, during the week, I'm learning that we don't always ask the doctors the right questions. So what questions, I mean, what questions do you ask and those with bifida might have to ask the doctor that they're scared to ask? Let's be frank. Well, Spina bifida is a congenital pediatric problem. So as we get older, 
you know, those of us with spina bifida and hydrocephalus, we learn pretty quickly that the medical field is not very well equipped for people like us, right, because it is a pediatric problem. So a lot of us stick with pediatric doctors all through our life. I mean, my neurosurgeon is a pediatric neurosurgeon. I'm 51 years old. I'm still going to a pediatric neurosurgeon because he knows what a shunt is. I've had situations where I wasn't feeling well or something happened, and I had to get my shunt checked by a quote-unquote adult doctor or adult neurosurgeon, and they quite simply didn't know what a shunt was. In the adult ward, in the adult wing you're talking about. Right. Wow. So you need to be, the patient needs to be your best advocate. You need to be educated yourself even more than the doctors going into certain situations because you have to almost expect that a doctor is not going to know what spina bifida is is not going to know what a shunt is. So you have to go into a situation, especially if you're not feeling well at that moment, and teaching people that, you know, this is the way. Right? And it might take some time for you to, you know, unfortunately get that right person. You know, I've been in situations where I've been turned away by doctors because I was too difficult uh, they didn't know any better, um, you know. So you just have to be diligent and educated yourself. And you know, there there's two cool people with spina bifida. I know it's you and Danny Boyce, and I know you don't know Danny as well. You know Danny as well, and I know you both tackle I, I I definitely know his face, but yeah, I we don't I don't hang with him a little bit. <laughs> Well, you definitely both tackle life uh, head-on, that's for sure. Now, I also want to mention this. Did you know this is National Disability Employment Awareness Month? Because yes, I've it is. been – Absolutely. I, I, I feel like we have to talk about this because, look, we're about to end October, and I always like to say, hey, we have an awareness month now, but that doesn't mean the conversation stopped after October. I mean, I, I think companies are doing a good job, but what are you seeing out there? I mean, are, are companies hiring – as good as they should be, yeah. or could there be improvement? Yeah, I think I think you know things are better. Um, things you know are more acceptable, more accepted. Um, companies are hiring. Schools are accepting students um, at a higher rate. Um, jobs are being are available. Um, so yeah, it's definitely. You know, places are more accessible. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely better than it was 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, do we still need, you know, some work? Absolutely. You know, just because there's a little bit of an improvement doesn't mean we're done. You know, you could always improve. Nothing's well, ever that's, Nothing's that's why Viscardi is – no, but that's why Viscardi is awesome because – that's how he started his center. Dr. Viscardi took in World War II veterans who were disabled on the battlefield and said, you're going to work. And he made that happen, and then it happened for kids, you know, like sent it to school for kids. 
but I want to know, you know, many years later, are they continuing that tradition of what Dr. Viscardi started um, by helping young adults with disabilities uh, get employed through the Viscardi Center? Yes, absolutely. The, Dr. Vis, Viscardi's vision is alive and well at the Viscardi Center, at the Viscardi School. Um, we strive to make uh, our kids the the best and brightest they can be. And you know, preparing for the the world, the outside able-bodied world, absolutely. Well, Joe, I always love having you on because you are such a strong advocate of of people with disabilities, of the Viscardi School and Center, and uh, you've been a great mentor the last twenty five years. And I always appreciate our friendship. Now, I feel um, you know really grateful to have to, to know you for twenty five years already. That's crazy. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. You're, you're quite the young man yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that we've continued to be friends, and I'm very proud of the progress and you know the goals that you have you know set for yourself and, and accomplished. And you know you you keep going, moving forward yourself. You know you're not finished yourself. So you, you, we're not done yet. I like to say that we're not done yet. Thank you. One last thing. One last thing. Brees Hall is out. Where do your Jets go from here? I gotta invoke a little sports here. Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl, dude. <laughs> we're going to the Super Bowl. We're gonna we're gonna beat up on New England this weekend. Um, yeah, I'm I'm riding that wave. You know, we're doing well. You know, we have an offense that's clicking. Uh, I know we you know we lost uh, our prize rookie running back last week, but we just picked somebody else up. You know, the, you know, to plug in that hole. Um, you know, our defense is on fire. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that Coach Sala is in the groove right now, and you know, no gas, no break. Well, I'll tell you, the game we were at last year, Zach Wilson did look kind of sharp. So it looks like he's even growing from those kind of games he had last year. The few yeah. and far he had between, by the way, but he's growing from that. Yeah, you know, he needs just to do enough to not screw things up and not lose the game. You know, keep the ball, keep possessions, don't give it up, don't turn the ball over. You know, he's got to stop running around a little bit, I think. You know, uh, I think his line has to protect him a little bit more. Um, but I also think he's got to throw the ball a little quicker than he than he's used to. Yeah, I mean, the, that is true. All right, one last thing, because I took you off the court. I want to put you back on the court. Adaptive, you know, wheelchair basketball for alums is alive and well, but people can still join, right? There's always room for more alumni? Absolutely. You know, the Viscardi alumni team is going strong Thursday night, 6 o'clock at Viscardi. Uh, we have up to about 15, 16 players come every week. Uh, but it's open, you know, for anybody and everybody. You know, we want to play or even if you want to just come and hang out and see some old friends, come on down. It's a, it's a great opportunity. Uh, Viscardi Basketball will be hosting a tournament December 10th at the Henry Viscardi School. So I hope to see a lot of people there. I love that you're promoting that. That's awesome. All right, Joe. Well, thanks for celebrating National Find me for the day on this podcast, and uh, please come back. I love having a, our chat. Oh, Alex, thanks for this opportunity. You're awesome, dude. 
I'm Alex. Thank you so much. And you're, you're kick-ass, as you know. I'm Alex Garrett, where we're always adapting.